Hi everyone and welcome to the Alley on the Run show. I'm your host Ali Feller and today you are listening to episode number 24. I am loving this. I know I say that every week, but I'm having so much fun recording these podcasts every week and getting to introduce you to really cool and exciting guests. Of course, today I have no guests. Today it's just me. I if you can hear it in my voice, if I sound a little husky, maybe a little winded or the aftermath of being winded, I am fresh off the New Jersey half marathon course. I ran the New Jersey half this morning and it was such a great race. I have not raced a half marathon since last May when I ran the Brooklyn half, so it's been a while. But I, well, first of all, I forgot how much half marathons hurt. I think I've been getting all hyped up on 5Ks and those hurt in a different way. But man, half marathons are no joke. And there was also a marathon going on at the same time. And at mile 11, the marathoners turn right and the half marathoners turn left. And let me tell you, I have been, I've never been happier to make a left turn in my whole life. So I don't know how I used to run marathons and how I used to enjoy them, but by mile four today, I was like, ooh, okay, we're doing this. It was a really great race. I wrote a whole recap of it on my blog, so head over to AllieOnTheRunBlog.com for the full, very lengthy, as always, rundown. But today what I wanna talk about is the fact that the New Jersey Half Marathon was my last race as a 31-year-old. I turned 32 on Saturday of this week, and I'm not like a huge birthday person. I've never been, I, I don't like plan my own birthday parties. I think, I don't know, I'm just not a big like adult birthday person. Totally fine if you are. It's just not really my jam. I like to have a nice day with my family and pretty simple, just like any other day that I would like to have. So. But in the spirit of turning another year older and another year wiser, I wanted to use today's episode to talk about some of the greatest lessons I've learned specifically in my 30s because I am very vocal about the fact that I think that the 30s are the best. I know I've only been in them for two years now, but... I'm such a fan of my 30s. I like my 20s were great, don't get me wrong. So much good stuff happened in my 20s. But your 30s, it's true what they say. Things just get so much better. I'm so much more secure. I'm so much more comfortable with myself. I just feel a lot more stable and, and that has nothing to do with being married or having a good job. Like it has to do with the lessons that I've learned and the the strides that I've made toward kind of becoming my best self, if you will. Before we get to it, rate and review the Alley on the Run show on iTunes when you have a moment. It would mean so very much to me. Rating and reviewing the show, just just you know, slap five stars on that thing or four, whatever you think is fair. Because when you write a review, that helps other people find the show. And the more we grow this community, the more fun we get to have. And so that would mean the whole world to me. But before you go and do that, or do that and then come back, totally your call. But I wanna talk about some of the lessons I've learned in my 30s. So this is not top 10 style, this is stream of consciousness style. So bear with me. Probably one of the most important lessons that I've learned in my 30s is to be true to yourself no matter what and to ignore the rules or ignore any advice you get that goes against your gut. I've always been pretty good about being true to myself, but it wasn't until the last couple years that I learned how to silence 
and tune out the voices that didn't go with what I thought was best. Like the people who say you would have more Instagram followers if you only posted running photos or Ellie should have her own Instagram so that you can have more followers. Like, okay, first of all, that'll go into my next point that I don't care how many Instagram followers I have. Uh, secondly, like that's not what I want to do. I, I know who I am and I'm comfortable with myself and I'm happy to accept advice as it comes. And I've gotten better at being able to take the advice that I want to take and just kind of nod and say, okay, to the advice that I don't. And wherever you get that advice, it can be from a total stranger on the internet who maybe has a good idea about how to cure Crohn's disease by changing your diet. Okay, maybe I'll try that. It might also be from a loved one who thinks they know what's best for you and says you should try methotrexate because it's a really potent drug and it worked for my third cousin's nephew's dog's best friend's kid. So everyone is going to want to give advice. And another big thing I've learned is that people are weird about when you decide to make big changes in your life. So what am I talking about? I know over the last couple of years, I've I've changed things up a lot. I have, I left my really great full-time job to eventually go freelance. So that was a big deal. I also, so I'll, I'll go back in time. The biggest thing is when I started blogging back in 2010, I was reading all these blogs and I decided I wanted to start my own and I was really excited about it. And I finally started it, but I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my family. I might've told my parents, but I didn't tell my friends for a while. It was a couple months into blogging that I finally sent an email and posted it on Facebook and was like, Hey guys, I have this blog, like would love if you would check it out. You know, I'm just kind of having fun with it. I wasn't trying to grow it. I wasn't marketing myself. I just wanted to share what I was writing and thinking and doing in my life. And there were two camps of people and I, I was fascinated by this. Actually at the time I wasn't now I am at the time I was like emotional about it, but there were the people who were like, Oh my gosh, this is great can't wait to read it. I support you and then would read it and be supportive. And, and that's awesome. Those, it's amazing to have those people in your life. Of course it is. Then there were people who were not into it. And I can think of one friend in particular who would kind of like make snide comments about it. And I don't know if she just didn't get it or like she just was not into it. And I later found that from a couple people who I was close with, like not total strangers, if total strangers don't want to read it, I don't care. But these were people who I kind of expected to support me and, and didn't. And I don't think it's necessarily because they were bad friends. I mean, that's probably a reflection of the kind of friends they are, but it was more that I kind of felt like I was doing something different and I was trying to do something new and it was totally out of my comfort zone and they didn't like that. I don't know if it was because the, it something brought them out of their comfort zones or what, but I've learned that the way that people react to things that we choose to do in life is often more of a reflection of them than of us. So I felt really good about my blog when I started. I was super excited about it. And I mean, I look back now and it was terrible. <laughs> the writing was bad. I don't know what I was even talking about. The photos were terrible. Well, my photos haven't really gotten all that much better, but I, I remember being kind of hurt by her reaction and she would just like make jokes. And I know that she was talking to our other friends about it and like, what's your issue girl? Anyway, I, I just think it's so important to be able to look at things. And yeah, it would be one thing if I started like a 
pro-ISIS blog, and she was like, I don't know about this, Allie, but it was not that. It was a really tame running vlog where I just wanted to share my life, and and she was just kind of nasty about it, and I think that was more of a reflection of her, and I think so often people want to keep us in our little box. They want to keep us where it's safe for them, and I think... I think it's just really important to be able to look at things and to take feed, to take criticism and feedback. I, I don't think we should only listen to the praise. I don't think that we should only surround ourselves with people who support us unconditionally. Support is important, but it's very easy to get lost in all the compliments and the positive feedback and totally ignore any kind of constructive criticism. And don't get me wrong, I don't have the thickest skin. I wish I did. I don't take well to negative comments. I mean, it, it, there's a difference between negative comments, of course, and constructive criticism, but even constructive criticism, I don't always, I don't always take too well to because I have a lot of conviction and because I have a lot of integrity. And so I just think, what's my point? I have no idea. I'm just rambling through these, but I think it's so important to stay true to yourself and to be able to take constructive feedback or any type of criticism and apply it as you see fit. If you are, you know, posting Instagram photos and you're always making them super saturated and you have this one friend who's like, I don't know, I don't like that. I don't think that looks good. But you're like, no, this is my thing. I only want to post really saturated photos where I look really, really orange because I think it makes the sunrises look great. Then do it. Live unapologetically because why not? Why why live for what everyone else wants you to be and for the box that other people want to put you in? That's just crazy. So there's that. Again, this is not a list. This is I, I wrote some notes and I'm just gonna share them because that's that's how I write, is I just kind of word vomit on the page. So this is audible vomit? That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Another big lesson that I've learned is, and I've talked about this a little bit already, is that numbers in life are so irrelevant. And that doesn't just mean the number on the scale or the size on your, the tag of your dress. It also means the number of followers you have, the number of likes you get, the number of listens and downloads your podcast may receive. And even for me, the number of friends I have. I have so embraced the quality over quantity mantra in every aspect of my life, meaning I've already talked a lot about body image and all that and about how, I mean, I, I don't weigh myself anyway. I don't care about the size. It took a long time to get there. Don't get me wrong. But why live life based on how many Instagram followers you have? I feel like people are so obsessed with their followers and their likes. And I get it that if it's your job, it matters. But also, do you want a kind of job where it matters how much positive feedback you get? I just find it to be really exhausting. And that's why whenever people have told me ways I can grow my blog or get a bigger following on Instagram, I'm, I try to make it really clear that that's not the goal. And I would rather have two people listening that are really connected and invested and want to be a part of this than six million people listening and, and it just being kind of vapid. I, I just don't care. I I used to care. I used to care how many comments I got on every blog post and it mattered to me. And I still, I love comments. I get happy every single time I get a comment. 
unless it's those like kind of nasty ones, but those are fine. Whatever. I used to care how many comments I got and I've just learned that that's so isn't important. And again, I know that this, this stuff varies depending on your job and your goals, but this is specific to me that those things just don't matter. And the last one that I said was the number of friends that I have. I've learned a lot over the last like six months about the kind of friend that I am. So, you know, if you read your horoscopes, I'm not a big astrology person at all. I used to love reading my horoscope on like the last page of my monthly YM magazine. But other than that, I've never been into astrology or horoscopes. I think it's fake. If you're out there and you can tell me that it's not, I will listen to you and I would love your take. Maybe I could have an astrologer on on the show. That could be cool. But one, I do always like kind of reading like what they say, what kind of traits they say I have. So my birthday is May 6th, Saturday. And that means I am a Taurus. And the, the main traits they say that a Taurus possesses are that you are very loyal and you are very stubborn. The stubbornness, I will say, yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. If Brian listens to this, he's going to be like pretty stubborn. Are you kidding me? Because Actually, he might be the only person I know who's more stubborn than I am. But yes, I I am bullheaded in that way, I suppose. I'm not always super open to compromise. Unless it's work-related, then I'm fine. But in, in relationships and other life stuff, compromising is not my strong suit. But loyalty, and I always thought that was interesting because in my head I was like, oh yeah, I'm super loyal. I'm like a super loyal friend. I, I love loyalty. But then when I actually think about it, I thought about this this past week a lot. I actually don't think I'm all that loyal and I don't know if I care to be. I know that sounds horrible, but I, I'm not like a ride or die friend. And every time I use that phrase, I think of Kourtney Kardashian because she loves it. I think that it is absolutely normal and fair for people to grow apart as they grow up. And I think that as nice as it is to be able to say, we've been friends for 25 years, I also think it's okay to part ways and I am not the type of person who wants to stay friends with someone just because we've been friends for a long time. I don't want to be your enemy. I always would like to have you be a part of my life, but I have friends new and old who we just have such different values now. We have, and I, and I don't mean we disagree on things. I think it's really good to surround yourself with people who have different opinions and different skills and can help open your mind to things. Even if you don't agree, that's fine. We don't need to have the same political, well, I would like it if we had the same political sites. But anyway, I think that as we grow up, it's really normal and okay to grow apart and that, and that there's no need to force a friendship if it's with someone you don't like. And I am so obsessed with surrounding myself with people who are better than I am. I don't ever need to be or expect to be or even want to be the smartest person in the room. There's a quote about that. It's like, you should never aspire to be the smartest person in the room. You should always want people who can lift you up and make you want to be better. And that's something I've really tried to live by in the past year. On the one hand, it can be kind of nice. Like, Ooh, I feel so smart. I know all the answers and no one else does. And I get to teach these people so much. And on certain topics, I'm all about that. Like, If I'm hanging out with a group and they're like, oh man, none of us know what to order at Dairy Queen. I'm like, guys, I got this. I am your expert. Let me take it from here. And it's obviously a 
peanut butter cup blizzard with chocolate ice cream. You're welcome, world. But other than that, I love being around people who can teach me things, who can make me want to be better, smarter, more educated. It's been a while since I've been in school. I graduated college, oh my gosh, 10 years ago. How did I not realize that until now? I graduated college in 2007. So it's been 10 years since I was in school and taking classes regularly. And as much as I learn stuff every day, I'm not in an educationally focused, oh, that grammar was rough, environment. And I miss that. I miss learning in that way. And so that's why I think it's so important to be around people who have a lot to teach and have a lot to share. And it's okay if those people haven't been around your whole life, or it's okay if you became really close friends and all of a sudden you're like, I'm not feeling this. I don't care how many friends I have. I would rather have two awesome friends who are ride or die friends than 30 acquaintances. I don't numbers in that way are super not important to me. Here's another one that I've tried to focus on a lot lately, and that is learning to define what success means for me. And that is, that's something I've struggled with in the last year as I've really settled into being a freelance writer. It's Is success getting certain bylines? Is success making a certain amount of money? Is success having a certain amount of friends? Is it going on a certain number of vacations? Is it having 12 more dogs? Yes, to that one. I've, I I don't have the answer to this one. I don't have it written down. Like success to me is a four bedroom house in the suburbs with a big backyard for my 12 dogs. I don't have it all figured out and and I don't necessarily think you'd need to have a blueprint of what success looks like, but I'm learning to figure out what six, what doesn't matter when it comes to my success. And that goes back to the number of followers or comments, for example, that my success in life, both in terms of my job, in terms of just me as a person, my success isn't determined by how many followers I have, by how many likes I get, by how many comments, by how much praise I get. My, uh, the biggest part of it for me is that my success is determined by my health and my overall happiness. It's not a salary. I mean, yeah, would I be super psyched to be making $10 million a year? Yeah. I mean, they say money can't buy happiness. I think it can help. I think it can make you a little more comfortable. So sure, that would be great. I would love to have a private jet. That'd be dope because then I could fly Ellie all over the world. I think she would really love to see Australia. But until that day comes, I am figuring out how I want to define success and, and what doesn't matter. I've also learned, this is a big one, write this one down, that one person's successes or failures do not define yours. I'm going to repeat that one. One person's successes or failures do not define yours. The comparison trap is such a gnarly place to live. If someone goes out, or let's say I go out and I run 10 miles and they're awesome. It's the best 10 mile run of my life. I feel amazing. It, maybe it was the fastest. Maybe it was just the happiest. Maybe I saw the most puppies. I don't know. So I run 10 miles. I come home. I'm psyched. I upload it to Strava. And then I see that someone that I know ran 11 miles or someone ran 10 miles way faster. Suddenly my runner's high doesn't feel so high. 
And I used to be guilty of that, that someone runs more, someone runs faster. But guess what? That person running more doesn't make my run any less, doesn't make my speed any slower. Everything is relative. I could then go find someone who only ran three miles that day, which is great, by the way. Or I could find someone who ran 10 miles slower than I did. Like, it's just, they say that, what is the phrase? Comparison is the thief of joy. And isn't that the truth? There's just nothing good. If comparing yourself to others makes you, gets you fired up and gets you really motivated, then that's fine. If in any way comparing yourself to other people brings you down, unfollow. Don't be friends with them. There's no rule saying you have to be friends with a certain person. You can break it off. If you're listening to this, you're probably an adult or a young adult. It's okay to to end friendships, to end relationships. If your significant other is not lifting you up, it's okay to leave, to start over. It's okay to not follow your friends on Instagram. If you think your friend is super annoying on the internet, but you really, really like her in real life, then don't follow her on the internet. Don't hate follow people. Don't hate read blogs. Like stop. There's no need to bring negativity into your life. There's enough negativity in this world. I think that there, there are plenty of places we can avoid negativity. And I've been super guilty of hate reading and hate following in the past. Like I'm not, I'm not here preaching as some kind of saint that's never done it. I did it for a long time and not, not so much people that made me feel worse about myself, but more just people that I was like, Oh my God, this person's so obnoxious. What is she thinking? Oh, this is so bad. Oh, she's such a bad writer. Like I'm, I'm not innocent over here. I can, I can be a real nasty girl, but I've stopped doing that. That's another thing that in my thirties and mostly cause I don't have time. I don't have time to read garbage that that I don't enjoy reading or that isn't making me better or lifting me up. And I think that's the biggest theme of all of these things I'm talking about is ultimately it comes back to what can I do in life? What can I control? What can I focus on? And what do I need to avoid in order to be the best person that I can be? And I think with that comes learning to act with integrity and conviction. Those are two of my favorite words. I probably overuse them. But learning to really act in a way that's true to you and who you want to be and to do what makes you happy. This is another one. So it is no secret that I hate when people say they have to run. Oh, my training plan says I have to do 10 miles today. Oh, I really have to go run five miles. Oh, you do? You have to? Yeah, maybe if you're like Emma Colburn, you have to because that's your job and that's how you get paid and that's how you live. But for most of us, running is something we get to do. Running is something we are fortunate to be able to do. Running is something we might not always be able to do. I am someone who has had running taken away from me at times in my life because I've been sick and some people because they're injured or just because life happens and you can't run. So when people say they have to run, like seriously, or I have to do 20 miles. Well, no, you don't. You don't have to run 20 miles. You don't even have to run a marathon. Why are you doing it? I see so many people complaining about marathon training. Then why are you doing it? You're insane. Do a half, do a 5k. Join me in the 5k revolution. I'm telling you, it is so fun, but not just running. Of course, things in general, do what makes you happy. I know that it sounds so preachy and I know it's like, well, 
I hate my job, but I can't just leave it because I need the money. I get that. Like we, we all need to make a living, but maybe you can do something today to start pursuing the job you do want. Maybe if you hate your job, but you've always kind of wanted to go to nursing school. Well, why not start filling out the applications while you're at your job? And why not start looking up loans or scholarships or I've clearly not gone to nursing school. What a terrible example for me to use. I know nothing about it, but why not do something every day to work toward that goal that will make you happy? Even if you can't make the change today, even if for the next three years, you know, you need to stay at your job because you're going to make more money. You might get a promotion. And even if you don't like it, what if you start today pursuing something to get you closer to what will make you happy? Because I know I've preached this before. Stop waiting. You never know what tomorrow will bring. It's kind of a morbid way to think, but I mean, we could all die tomorrow. You could, something terrible could happen tomorrow. Don't, let's not look back on life wishing we had, wishing we had done more or wondering what if. And then I will try to end on this one. I've learned that plans change and so do dreams and that's okay. I know I, I already talked about how I decided on my dream job when I was 16 and I worked so hard to pursue that dream job and eventually I got it and it was like within two years, I was like, this isn't my dream job anymore. I had moved on. I had spent all that time and I loved it and I was so grateful for it, but I moved on and I, I still don't think I've totally figured out what my next dream job is. That's why I'm working really hard to figure out how to define success because I don't want everything in my life to hinge on what my job is or what my career is. I want to have a well-rounded life that's filled with all kinds of success. So, so that not everything is, I mean, you know, when you meet someone it's, Oh, hi, what's your name? Oh, what do you do? It's like the first thing we ask and that's fine. It's a totally normal topic of conversation, and oftentimes I'm excited to talk to people about what I do, so it's fine, but I want there to be more. I want to say like, oh, my name's Allie, and yeah, I I volunteer every week. I bring my dog into the children's hospital. She's a therapy dog, and it's so rewarding. Like, I want there to be more than just the job. I want there, and don't get me wrong, I love my job. I'm grateful for it. I, I think I'm really good at it, and that's all wonderful. But I'm, I'm always looking for, for more. I think that sounds crazy. But I want... I've just really learned that dreams change and that's okay. It was very hard for me to accept the fact that I was leaving my job as editor-in-chief of Dance Spirit. I knew it was the right thing to do because I wasn't happy. And I wanted to do something different. And I was so sick at the time. I really needed to make a lifestyle change. But the reason it was so hard for me was because I'd never had another dream. That had been my dream for so long. And all of a sudden I knew that wasn't it anymore, but I didn't immediately have another dream. It wasn't like, okay, well I did that. Now I want to go be a marine biologist, which I'm pretty sure I wanted to be for like three seconds in third grade. Cause I thought it meant you just played with dolphins all day. Maybe we should have a marine biologist on the show to talk about the dolphins and what kind of life I could have as a dolphin player. So I'm, I'm still figuring that out. I'm really happy right now where I am. I feel like I keep saying that in sort of probably an obnoxious way, but I, I'm working on the next dream. I'm working on figuring it out. And maybe it's not so much a dream as it just is a definition of success, what it means for me. Maybe my next dream is going to be to 
PR the 5K. That is something that I really want to do right now. And maybe it's not something so big as what exactly is my career goal or dream. I don't know. And I'm learning to be okay with not knowing. I've always been not high maintenance, but maybe tightly wound is a better word for it. Gosh, I am a catch, guys. But I'm learning to go with the flow a little more and to live a little more in the moment and day to day and just be so grateful for any day that I feel healthy and for any day that I get to spend with my family or people that I love and just basking in successes and victories so much. There is no reason to downplay anything good in life. I think there's, it's like there's the two camps on online. There's the people who are like super braggy or humble braggy. The humble brags are the worst. Or there's people who downplay their success because they want to be more relatable or they want to be more likable. And I think let's just celebrate the hell out of everything awesome. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for sticking with me and letting me ramble and talk about all the great things about being in your 30s. And I think I preached this as like, these are the lessons I've learned. And instead I was like, well, I'm kind of not sure. And I think I've learned this lesson and I'm still working on this one. But ultimately, I hope that what you took away from this episode is that life changes and we grow up and that's a really beautiful thing. And that we should just spend so much time pursuing what makes us happy. There is no reason to spend time focusing on the negative, to read things, to consume things, to follow people we don't enjoy, to surround ourselves with people who don't lift us up and make us better. This all sounds very simple. This all sounds very easy and very doable. I know, maybe it is. Maybe the answer is hitting the unfollow button. Maybe the answer is just not going to that place you don't like going or not spending all that money at the expensive restaurant you don't really like, but your friends always want to go to. Maybe it's learning to say no. Maybe it's learning to say yes. Whatever it is, I implore you to try to figure that out for yourself and learn what is going to make you kick ass in this life because there's no other way to do it. I hope you have an awesome week. I will see you back here on Thursday when we hit episode 25 of the Alley on the Run show. We are a quarter of a way to 100, but like numbers don't matter, so it's no big deal. Have an awesome day, and as always, thanks for joining me on the run.